0: The Marwick shuttle was at what some might call low level altitude, but others might call dangerous. Above the waves, yes, but not by more than fifty feet, and Lieutenant Hendricks, the pilot, was focused on nothing but the sea ahead of him. The rest of the away team watched in silence as the shuttle cruised at more than a mile per second, leaving a furrow behind them as a wake never seen before. With a blue sky, the deep ocean blue, and the white wake furrow behind them. It was a trip in duotones for sure, Tanner thought. He'd requested this low-level flight, as it was something no one as far as he knew had ever done. Even the three provost guards who accompanied the away team to look after the convict were staring out at the large shuttle viewports at nothing but ocean, white caps and all. "'On my homeworld, Captain,' Lieutenant Rizzo said, We have a sport called boarding, where you ride a wave coming into shore or behind a boat, and it's tons of fun. Well, till you remember that if you dumped off the wave near shore, that they make sandpaper out of sand, sir, he said, and unconsciously rubbed his left thigh and hip. Something I'm sure you did over and over, right, Rizzo? Lieutenant Elliot chuckled and rose from his seat, pretending to balance on just such a board, which got a few cheers from the rest of the team, and even Radisson, the new ensign, was up on the top of his seat, boarding the shuttle herself. Settle down, the EXO said, and that got the group back into their seats. And he eyed Radisson a bit to let him know that kind of shenanigans was frowned upon, least it should be. As they cruised across the ocean, it became apparent, even at this speed, that the number of islands was very low on this heading. They never had to avert their course to go around any, and they only saw a line of islands in the distance to port once. At more than three thousand six hundred miles per hour, they were moving quite quickly, and in a little less than two hours, a line of islands appeared ahead. "'Slow, Lieutenant Hendricks. We don't want to cause any issues on arrival,' the EXO noted, and Tanner nodded in agreement. "'Aye, EXO Wilco,' Hendricks said, and they slowed noticeably as the line of low-lying islands came more into view." Once, volcanoes had risen here from the ocean floor to breach the waters and slowly build landmass, and Tanner could see evidence of that easily. But it had been a long time ago, as the volcanic cones were now all worn down with green vegetation that went right to the summits. One of the islands, though, still had a taller mountainous peak, and as it came more into view, one could see the power grids coming up and out of the crater that marked the volcano. Power generation is volcanic, Exo, Tenner queried and sipped again at his glass cup of coffee, sweetened with the one thing he liked more than everything else. Affirmative, sir. Small, the A.I. says, but still enough to power the local residents. Nine thousand souls. Plus, they have a full fishing fleet, a fish factory cargo ship, and, yes, the local jail. E.T.A. in less than twenty minutes, sir. As the shuttle climbed and slowed at the same time, they could see the lush scenery that lay on the shores below—first the blue of the ocean lightened to azure, then teal and almost turquoise as the sand and volcanic rock climbed up out of the ocean depths. Beaches that stretched for miles went by as the shuttle climbed up and up, and then crested the low-lying hills on the island of gravity.